And welcome everybody to another fabulous edition of the Heat Ratio, kind of like a post-holiday edition of the Heat Ratio. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo, at tcotillo23, and with my co-host, John Coker, sitting across from me at PGHJohn36. I don't know how the hell you came up with that Twitter handle, but it's hard to remember, Pittsburgh man. Pittsburgh John, Jerome <laughs> Bettis. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, I didn't know that. I learned something new every day. So how was your holidays? <laughs> Good. Busy. You know, it's all, it's always chaotic. Everybody, you know, everybody goes crazy for the holidays, and that's not what it's really about. But uh, now you're you right know, about that. I mean, too many gifts for everybody. Too much worrying about what to get people. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it, it's spend bad. all year paying back what you spent, right? Yeah. Well, and it's about spending time with your family. Yeah, you know absolutely. I mean? And speaking of family, went to Pittsburgh, right? You went yep. back home. Yes, I was back home. Loved the uh, weather. I tell you what, Philadelphia. Hey, we might get dumped on with snow but out there i had to shovel the driveway four times in in one day no snow oh snow was gonna quit all of a sudden three hours later more flurries there's an inch out there i'll shovel that wake up oh there's another inch out there i don't know how you guys i hate the snow that's all that lake effect snow i hate just pops up whenever Remember when you were a kid how much everybody loved the snow? Yep. Before we became adults yep. and we actually had to do something about it? Yep. I hate the snow. Oh, and the biggest... Driving. Yep. Oh, oh, and that's the biggest difference. Brutal. I, I went to drive. Well, Pittsburgh is not flat like Philly, so I'm not... There's a lot of hills and it, stuff right, out there, and, right? And I haven't driven in that slop like out there in 15 years. So it was, you know, just second guessing like, wow, I, I forgot how many hills and with the bad roads and the constant snow, man. That's crazy. I, I, I couldn't do it. I'd definitely probably shrivel up, be old in a little house by myself and never come out. I would pay anybody. Did they pay kids around in a shovel? Oh, yeah. So you can make a living it's out there lazy. probably. <laughs> well, we have the uh, video game society now, so who knows they want to get off their butt and go shovel. You never know. But, uh, yeah, holidays were great, man. Uh, you know, one of my favorite memories of this holiday is, and for people out there listening from Philadelphia, you ever go to the, the Macy's, uh, used to be Wanamaker's Light Parade yep. down there, you know? I just never understood how many people, like, it, it's almost like they were giving away a million dollars. Like, you go into this place, and you're you're all, you know, barricaded with a, a million people that are rushing to get the first seat, right? They're waiting 40 minutes to see, like... Twinkle, twinkle, little star, and you know, and it's like Godford are pushing out of the way to get the best shot. It's just uh, I, I couldn't take it. And lucky I didn't kill somebody down there. I really did. I, I, I can't. I hate to say that, but I couldn't do it. But it was, um, it was just crazy. It was crazy. But uh, all said and done, it was great, healthy. Everybody, uh, you know, had a healthy New Year. Uh, hopefully, we have a good t- 2018. Um, and uh, you know, that brings us to um, football talk. Uh, you know, a lot of football going on. Playoffs starting. Uh, coaches being fired. Uh, false hopes, false expectations. And speaking of that, I guess it leads us right to the Eagles. What you <laughs> think? <laughs> um, you know. It was a barn burner. Ah, oh, man, it was 6 nothing. You know, it was probably, I would say, the worst outcome that we could have imagined. Uh, you know, everybody hoped that, you know, Nick Foles was going to come out and throw four touchdowns or, you know, at least two. They get him out of there. Uh, you know, they, they, they do, you know, a couple screens. They, they run the ball a couple times. And, dude, he couldn't hit anybody again. Again. And if you're not concerned, then there's a problem. And, and, and you know, I know everybody's going to say, uh, you know, Negadelphia and I'm the big pessimist and this and that. But when you have a quarterback 
who can't hit receivers in stride, and who can't throw the ball accurately, who looks like he's scared to play in cold weather, who looks like he's scared to take a hit. Dude, we got major problems going into the playoffs. We really do. Well, I, I don't put it this way. I look at every player as they have a gauge. What is their, the best they can play and what is the worst they can play? Foles can definitely play as bad as anybody out there. Now, at his best, I mean, he's maybe 75, 80% of Wentz, which is good enough to win. Which you know, he's 75 or 80% of Wentz? Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. At his, at his peak. Where were you at New like, Year's? Because wherever you were, you need to go no, back. but did he not have a four-touchdown game? Against the Giants. I understand, but Who, that's, that's 80% of Wentz. Wait a minute. Whose top two secondary players were out. But obviously, he's capable of four touchdown passes. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm not. I'm not no, saying I, that it was good competition. But my my point here is that Foles he still has to get timing down with his receivers. I'm not saying that the throws are. That's what practice is for, though. Yes, it is, and that he hasn't been practicing with them. All. I mean, you got to look at preseason. I mean, how long does it take quarterbacks to get in sync with receivers? And if he's not getting reps with the with the number one receivers, well, I mean, he, yeah, I don't trust yeah. any new quarterback receiver combination. Even when a guy gets traded, when Jeffrey came here, I didn't know what Jeffrey was going to do because every quarterback favors a particular wide wide receiver. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Thielen wasn't doing squat until Keenum comes in, and then Thielen's like a beast. And he's, you know, he's one of the best in the league. Yeah. It's just different quarterbacks. Arizona is the same thing. I don't know which one it is, but you got, you know, when um, Palmer's in there, he's always feeding Fitz. A lot of times you get Stanton in there, he's going to J.J. Nelson. You know what I mean? And that's a, I don't know. I'm just saying that. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they each have their, their security and, blanket. Right, for and they have to have a comfort level. Now, that's about as good as you could say about Foles. Now, yeah, he got a lot of work, and his throws have not been there. I mean, there's no question about that. He needs to dig deep down, and he needs to, you know, get something moving. He has to understand the urgency. I think he's been a little too laid back, thinking that, oh, I got this, I got but this. That's I his personality. Well, but he's he, not going to rile anybody right, up. Well, I don't, that's fine if he doesn't rile it up, but then he got to do it on the field. If you're not going to be that guy in the locker room, you got to do it on the field and do it by your performance. And he needs to step it up and show that he can do it. But I will say, yes, there is concern. You know what I mean? There because you don't know what guy's going to come out there. Yeah, he's capable, but it's like it's like it's like rolling dice. Yes, he can win the playoff games. Yes, he can get you to the Super Bowl. But is he? I don't know. Fifty fifty shot every week. Yeah, the fifty fifty shot. I mean, what bow? You know. I threw something out there earlier in the week, and I think maybe, maybe this is it, right? So when, when Carson Wentz goes down and, and Nick Foles takes over, it, whether it be the media, whether it be just fans in general, everybody had this false premise of who Nick Foles is. Right away, Nick, St. Nick, and Nick we trust. He's going to lead us. We're good. This is why we brought him. We're, you know, we brought him here. We're good for Nick Foles. Dude, Nick Foles is who we thought he was, right? Just the steal line from Dennis Green. He's a backup quarterback that may be able to win you a game or two. But you know what? Not in week eight seventeen. I mean, or week eighteen. Not week nineteen. Not week twenty. He's not cut out for this. And if we keep hitching our wagon to this guy and say, "Oh, he's going to do it," we're going to be let down. What I'm saying is, I'd rather say, be a realist and say, "I know this guy." Is who he is. 
So we need a lot of lucky bounces. We don't have a 2,000 Ravens defense. We need a lot of things fall into place. Instead yes. of saying a 75, 80% of Carson Wentz, okay, you must be hanging out with Brian Baldigger who said he's a Carson Wentz clone, which is ridiculous, okay, because that's not going to happen. That's not who Nick Foles is. Hey, you know, and the other thing is, too, why is he rolling out? I mentioned this on on, on episode two. I, I don't understand. Listen, Doug, I, I know he doesn't want to change the playbook, but you do have to change it a little bit, don't you? Uh, yeah. I, 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 you know. Well, you, you can't be stubborn when you're going into the playoffs. I mean, I understand you got a, you know, you got an offense that you run, and that's the offense, and players got to fit into where they fit in. I understand that as a general game plan. Yes, when you're going into the playoffs, you got to tinker with that a little bit to make sure you're getting the most out of every player. I agree, and I, and I hope he's doing that. But from what I see and what my eyes can tell, he's not doing that at all. And he's going into, you know, with the. Eh. Listen, if I'm an opposing defense and I'm watching Nick Foles run an RPO, a run play option, I'm not biting on anything because he's not going anywhere. Okay? He's just not. Uh, you know, I, I know I'm the epitome of health over here, and I could probably run a, a 4 5 40, 5 10. Yeah. But, you know, I probably could outrun him in a race. You know what I'm saying? So, that, you know, it, it just, I just think we have a lot of false hope in this city right now. And listen, it's great. If he wins, I, listen, I'm going to be partying with everybody else. But that, that, that doesn't make me less of a fan. That doesn't make me less of a follower. It's just called, I'm looking at it through different lenses. Doubts. That's all doubts. it is. You know what I, mean? I think I, everybody has doubts, but they just kind of refuse to, you know, think about it. Listen, it's 13-3. and three, and, and, you know, this is a special season. And it's a shame that we're sitting here right now, but we are. Uh, you know, and... I, Listen, it looks like maybe, I don't know whether it be Atlanta, whether it be New Orleans, whether it be whoever we comes here to play, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough, tough battle. I needed to see something in that, in the Raiders game. I need to see something in the Giants game. I, I Well, we've seen something in the Giants game. I need to see something in the Dallas game. Something that showed me, okay, Nick, you can make a couple throws. We can do this, but... I'm telling you, the, the other thing, you see the receivers, they're getting frustrated. You see their arms going up in the air, kind of like what Dez does with Dak. And that's not good. It's really not good. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's nothing you could do with that injury. I mean, it happens, and you got to move on. You know what I mean? It's a huge hit to your team. I mean, it happened. Antonio Brown in the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, Le'Veon Bell in the playoffs. I mean, you get, you get one of your horses go, Don. That's that's a big, big blow to your team. You don't just lose your MVP and all of a sudden just kickstart a new gear. Right. You so, just don't. It right. just doesn't happen. Right. So you got to do the best you can. Hey, bottom line is you got two games you got to win to get to the game. Two and games. And they're both at home. You know? both, but, but the problem is our backup, well, our starting quarterback now, Looks like he doesn't want to play in the cold weather. Yeah, but you okay. know what? So, but, you, you, you know, this is what we wanted, and it looks like he doesn't. He's not. He's not going to be a part of it. Yeah, but now your true backup quarterback setting NFL records for his completion percentage. Oh come on, man! Yeah, man. Listen, that Zachy guy, Sudfeld. That that guy. That's Bobby Hoying all over again, and it's so. It, you know what? It, it, it paints a perfect picture watching him wear number seven. As soon as I see the number seven, I'm like, this is Bobby Hoying all over again. This guy's going to come in, set preseason records. Him, and who was the guy for the Eagles who, the receiver, uh, who was like the training camp all-star every year? Uh, Nay Brown. 
Right, Nate Brown. Oh, Nate Brown. He's going to be no. Oh, God catches everything. Guy's great, and he never did nothing in in, in, in a season ever. So you could take Nate Sudfeld and you could put him on a pedestal of Bobby Hoying because that's the most the most action that that dude's probably going to get. Setting records. So for for <laughs> and, and for all you all you fans out there. Okay, I'm sorry, but these polls of should we start Nate over Nick are just absolutely ridiculous. Okay, we're not going to win the big games with Nick, in my mind, let alone put Nate in there. So, that's just another, I don't know, maybe John will think he's 50% of Carson Wentz. Like, you know. I ain't seen enough of him, man. <laughs> no, he's, 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 about, he's about 50. Hopefully we don't see enough of him. But, you know, speaking on that note, we, we'll bring this back around to, to Carson Wentz a little bit. And... One of the biggest things I think have come out of this injury is you don't hear a lot of talk about it. And, you know, I I hate to be Debbie Downer over here, but everybody knows how I am. I start to try to read in between the lines. I'm beginning to think this injury is more severe than they said it was. And the reason why is there really hasn't been nothing about it. I understand he got the surgery real fast. He got the surgery fast because this is a one-year injury. So he wanted to get... On to the rehab right. pad as fast as possible. Yep. But we can actually be looking at a year if Carson doesn't play. Yep. I mean, we, I, I don't think a lot of people are looking at that. And it, it worries me. It scares me half to death because that, talk about progress. If we look at, open up in 2018 and Carson Wentz is not our starting quarterback, there's going to be problems. And I think that's the odds are, that, right. And I think the odds are very great that he does not open up. And well, starting what I think, I think you know, obviously we're sitting nine months out. I think that's on the early side of you know recovery timetables. I mean, he could, but uh, if I'm this coaching staff, I'm going to give him two weeks off or whatever, a couple weeks, first four games. You know, you don't want to rush him back. I mean, that's the last thing you want to do. I would say that the, I think the best case scenario you're looking at is maybe like week ten, week eight. I, honestly, I, I don't see how, any way this guy starts the season next year. I don't. I and, don't and that brings us up to, okay, and if he if he doesn't, we have Nick Foles again? Or wait, Nate Sudfeld? So, and, and listen, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. We're looking, but I'm getting ahead of myself because i got two words for you. Marcus Mariota. Okay, if you look at what Marcus Mariota this year did this year after injury, he played scared. He only threw for 13 touchdowns. After there was a span, and I know you're a fantasy guy, just like I am, you'll remember there was a span last year. I think it was like a five to six game span before he got hurt, where he was putting up numbers that were Aaron Rodgers esque. I mean, this guy was a fantasy stud. And now we're talking about, mm, looks like maybe he's scared to play. Okay, I, I, I don't like how that sounds, and I'm just hoping. That that's not going to be a precursor to what we see in Carson Wentz. Yeah, I would. I don't know. I'm not reading the same things into it as you are as to, in terms of injuries. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I was I, never a big Mariota guy. So when he put up those five to six weeks, to me, that was him playing above his head. Even last year when he did it, fantasy, I'm like, he's playing above his head. I'm not saying he's necessarily as bad as he's been this year, but I think there was just a lot of – I don't know if Tennessee really – has an identity. I mean, their defense isn't top, you know, five in defense, I don't believe. And, you know, they got the two running backs splitting carries. They got a bunch of receivers that are muddling around. Like, he hasn't really developed chemistry with them. They got Corey Davis, Decker. 
I mean, Rashard Matthews. Dakar really disappointed this I'm year. I'm just saying that you got a, you know, you got a bunch of led uh, by the infamous Mike Malarkey. Right. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how much you could put. Listen, on I, 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 I picked. Uh, Marcus Mariota would be a top five fantasy quarterback this year. I still can't believe that they're actually in the playoffs. I, I, yeah, well, like that's, that, that, they that's were just never thing. really an intimidating team. Somehow they came up with the wins to get them in, but I mean, not that they can't hang with anyone, but like you said, Mario's been playing so bad. If you can't pass the ball and all you're relying on is Derrick Henry and Demarco Murray to run the ball, yeah, but and, he's got the, legs. Right, he's got legs, yeah. and, and he showed that ability to be able to break out of the pocket, to make things happen, to make plays. And I think this year, because he got hit in the knee, because he got injured, I think he played scared. I think he played like he was hurt again. And you know, it, it, it's funny. I want to give a shout out to my boy at Shawn Michaels Barbers, who who hooks up with the best fades in the world. Uh, you know, he's gonna like me for that one. But now he said something that was really smart to me today. I was getting my hair cut, and he said, "You know what? He reminds me of Carson Palmer." When Carson Palmer first tore his ACL, when Palmer came back, what he was was he was a scared quarterback. Until he he tore it again in a non-contact injury. And he said, well, this can happen even if I don't get hit. And then he finally played well. So I'm just saying, like, this is out there. And, it, and the only reason I'm talking about it, it scares me because this is our jewel. This is our gem. And if we lose it, and if it loses any of its luster... If it loses any of its quality, we don't have a great future. So all I'm saying is, I just hope my fingers are crossed, my toes are crossed. I pray to God that he comes back strong. I know he's a warrior, and we've seen it happen before. I'm just saying, people need to be prepared that he may not start the year next year. And oh, yeah. I think, and even if, I think they really need to look even at that. when he does play. I, hey, just because you're back on the field does not mean you're going to be playing at that Pro Bowl level that you were before you left. Uh, yeah, so I exactly. mean, okay, let's say he comes back in Week Five or whatever. Who knows what the schedule is going to play out with bye weeks? So let's say he's back in October. He's not going to be in any form until probably late November, December, and unless you're you got a solid record with whoever the heck's been playing quarterback. I mean, it might be a rough year next year. I mean, simply because of this injury, and if he misses time, and even when he comes back, how much time does he need to get back into things? Because that he's brings a, up a lot of questions, right. too. He's he's a mobile right? quarterback, and is he going to want to stand in that pocket? You know what I mean? Is he going to want to run the ball? And that's the thing, and now, that's what I, what I think we I need to look at. I will say one of the things that I guess would bode well is he didn't get hit when he was in the pocket. He didn't have a rusher come and hit his leg. Like He was going for the end zone, and it was no, a that's collision. True. That's true. So, I mean, the scared fact, he knew he was getting hit. It just, I, I couldn't Yeah, but they say it. he tore it before he got hit. Oh, they did? Yes. Oh. That I, they come out, they came out that he tore it right as he took that jolt is when it buckled. So, you know, uh, he tore it before he took that hit. Either uh, way, though, it was so it, close. I right. mean, you know. Right. So, yeah, uh, who knows? Only time will tell. Yeah, and, and you're right. And only time will tell. It'll and, definitely be interesting to see what uh, And I'll definitely keep Eagles my fingers do. crossed, and I, and I hope it works out. It's just something we need to talk about. And I think I think that's what happens in this town. I think people don't talk about it enough. And then what happens is they have these, these false hopes, I keep saying, because then it's like, oh, I, I hope he comes back. And then they're so disappointed. Where if you just took everything in stride and said to yourself, there's that possibility, you wouldn't be so hurt when it doesn't happen. And I think that's one of the biggest issues. 
Yeah, or you could be a complete pessimist like yourself. Well, I do have a little skip in me. I, I get it, but that's okay. But, you know, in the same logic, Carson, and I mentioned this off the air, and I think it's something we need to look at. Everybody knows all my time, whether it be on the heat ratio or affiliateinfluence.com, fantasy sports addiction, you know I'm not a huge Doug Peterson guy. Never was, never will be. Okay, I did give him a little man love in the middle of the season because it looked like he finally got caught his stride a little bit. It looked like the Eagles were rolling, which obviously they were. But the question I have is, maybe, just maybe, we're starting to see the real Doug Peterson. Okay, there was a lot of talk, if you remember, when Carson was running solo, when he was up to the pocket, looking like, you know, Andrew Luck, looking like Peyton, doing the kill audibles, you know, flexing out to the right, flexing out to the left, changing, change, changing the audibles at the line. Well, maybe they were his plays. What if, what if Carson was calling his own game plan? What if we heard about the North Dakota plays being embellished into the, you know, embedded into the uh, playbook? What if there was more than that? What if we're seeing now who really Doug Peterson really is? Okay, maybe it was wasn't Carson hiding the deficiencies on the offensive line? Wasn't hiding deficiencies on defense? Okay, maybe Carson Wentz was hiding Doug Peterson. And I think that's an honest question that people need to need to really ask themselves because we're seeing right now that the play calling has been atrocious. Yeah, and uh, hiding Doug Peterson. I mean, I I believe that there are quarterbacks in the league that can call a better game than their offensive coordinators. I mean, plain and simple. Haley and Roethlisberger they they've been at you know at each other for years. Haley wants. Well, to, let's be honest. Todd Haley's a, a special individual. Yes, he is. But he <laughs> he wants to. I'm saying he wants to run his offense, and Ben is up there, and he sees what he needs to make a decision and go out and try to make the right play. And I mean, I think Wentz did a lot of that. You know what I, I mean? He, he so I don't, lot, I don't know he, if I you think say he did a lot. I don't know if you more say even hiding Doug Peterson. I think his play calling and situational play calling and doing the things that he does were better than if he just followed what Doug Peterson wanted. Yes, I, I agree with that. Now, is he hiding and is it – I don't think Doug has a completely ridiculous, you know, game plan and play calling every single play. Yeah, I mean, they, you always look at stuff in hindsight. and Yeah, but we, but, but, but again, when, when Carson was flowing and this offense was really – looked like, you know, it was flawless – Everyone was talking about, oh, that Doug, that Doug Peterson, he's a heck of a play caller. That Doug Peterson, he has a heck of a game plan. But nobody's talking about that now. Well, and nobody's there, talking there's about probably that. a lot of collaboration, too, between the quarterback and the coach. You know what I mean? Now, you you, you already said what type of guy Foles is. Oh, he's listen, I'm not aware of what type of Foles is, right. but so our audience listening out but, there, I don't think they're aware of what type of guy right. Foles is. But you don't know how close he is with the coach. You know what I mean? The same dialogue that 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 you got to have with your quarterback, you don't know how that goes. You know what I mean? You get somebody that's all excited and is like, oh, yeah, coach, well, yeah, let's try to do this, or I did this, or next time this and that. If Foles ain't that guy, Foles ain't that guy, and he's going to follow whatever the coaching staff He's not says. that guy. Right. He's not that guy. And, and, and it keeps bringing me back to the point that, you know, okay, so if they go if they go one and done, is it a failure? Do we, do we hang our hats on the excuse that Nick Foles, 
you know, was the quarterback and Carson got hurt or, you know, because, see, here's a problem. We can't have this both ways. You can't sit there and tell me that we have all this faith and that I'm not a true fan and that we should, you know, we should win both games with no problem. And then when we lose, or if we lose, I should say, then you're going to come back at me and say, oh, well, we didn't have our quarterback. I really figured, you know, I didn't really think Nick Foles could do it anyway. No, dude, that's a half-ass argument. You either stand up to the plate and you say, I believe they're going to win or I believe they're going to lose. You got to do either or. You don't play both cards in this town, and that's a problem. We got soft ass fans all of a sudden. We can't play both sides of the card. You either get on one side or the other, and that's what I'm saying. And unfortunately, I don't think we do that enough. We really don't. And when I do it, I get blasted for it, and I'm going to keep doing it. But that's the problem. Either is Nick Foles good enough, or is he not? I say he's not. So when they lose, or, or if they lose. Okay, because you're going to say when. If they lose, they're not going to say, hey, look, you know, I just didn't think he was good enough. It's okay. But now when you say he is good enough, and if they do lose, everybody's going to make the excuse again. You can't have it both ways. Well, there's a difference between can and will. Can he win a game? Yeah. Will he win a game? Eh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel that it's a huge disappointment if they're one and done. I mean, you got to look at it going in. And you, you could pick any time during the year. You could look at last year after the NFL draft, what were expectations? What were expectations before week one? What were expectations? Oh, the landscape you know I mean? changed. And, and Absolutely. The, the bottom line is beginning of the season, making the playoffs was the biggest thing. To go 13-3 and three with the number one seed. Dude, that's you, impressive. And, and, and you, say, you can say excuse. It's not an excuse. It's a reality. You lose your Pro Bowl quarterback. Your team is not as good, and you are not a thirteen and three team. I, I so I mean, agree. It's plain and simple. It's not an excuse. It's it's just a reality. Look at the teams that win the Super Bowl every year. Do they have devastating injuries to one of their key spots late in the season? Normally, no, no. And that's those are the teams that go by. Health is the number one concern. Any team doesn't matter what sport. I don't care if, you know what I mean, I don't care if it's hockey, I don't care if it's basketball, you lose your number one go-to guy. I mean, you're really I mean, you can, you, I mean, you can point to the Giants, okay, with Hostetler. Everybody likes to, you know, you know, look back at that narrative. I think he played, what, three games, four games, uh, you know, with Hostetler. But, I mean, you know, Sims, I think, took him on maybe like week 15 or 16, and, and then they, they win. I mean, but, I mean, that's far and few between, man. Right. I mean, not everybody has a Jeff Hostetler sitting on their bench, okay? Yeah. Well, uh, the good, uh, I'll tell you what, the best, best thing for you guys, you got to buy, and you got home I love field. how you say you, you guys. guys. Well, you know. uh, You guys, Mr. Mr. Well, Steel, you, hey. Steel City over there. You guys. Yeah, sporting my new Shalif shirt from Pittsburgh. No, stop. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I, you got a buy, too. We both have buys. Yeah, I still got a we still got to go on the road to New England. Yeah, but we get to play at home. Yeah. But Except I, I like I'm your chances saying, a little better. But. I mean, looking at, I mean, you play the winner of Carolina and New Orleans or you get the Falcons. I mean, New Orleans is a tough one, but if you get the Falcons or the Panthers, I'm not overly scared. I mean, See, I'm, I'm not overly I am, scared. I'm in the minority here. I'm more scared of the Falcons than I am the Saints. I'm not. See, and people think I'm crazy with that. Dude, I... Matt Ryan had a his career year last year. Yeah, with Kyle Shanahan. Right. We, 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 we get that. Okay, I understand He doesn't that. scare me. Freeman fumbles all the time. I Their like defense Freeman, isn't 
shut down. Neither's um, New Orleans. I I would rather their face, defense is shut down. I would rather face Atlanta's D than New Orleans. Yes, Who's and I it? and I I don't want to face Kamara because he's all over the place. That dude kills you no matter what. Lining up wide. Yeah, but what's it there? Oh, okay, so you got Ingrid and Kamara, and you got right? Breeze playing at home in the dome, and then yeah, but no, they're coming here. Oh, right, right, right? yeah. So no, they're coming, coming here. here. Right, right, right. So my whole thing is okay. I either play Ingram and Kamara, or I play Freeman and Coleman. Okay, I, I don't know. I mean, is it a wash? Maybe it's a wash. I'm gonna say it's a wash. All right, I'm gonna say it's a wash. I don't want to play New Orleans. And then you go Matt Ryan, Drew Brees. Right, you go Matt Ryan, Drew Brees. Okay, I got to get the edge of Drew. Right. Okay? And then you go receivers. Michael Thomas, Julio Jones. You got to go Julio. Right? You don't to, tell you, me you don't go Julio. Julio is one of the best receivers in the league, but he does not show up every single week. Well, whether it's game plan, whether it's shutdown, call it what you want, he will have as Turf many down. He will have as many two, three catch games as he will... 10, 12 catch games. I'm not saying that he can't do it. Yeah, but he it's plays hurt week. every year. He it plays is. hurt every if, year. If that's what it is, that's what it is. And he's injury prone. I mean, uh, I, I'm not saying that the potential ain't there to, for him to set every NFL record. But if he ain't showing up every single week, and if they're, if the game plan is to shut down Julio and you're trying to win a football game and Matt Ryan starts throwing it to Sanu or Gabriel or whatever, then that's good for them. But you can't say that... Julio Jones is going to put up eight to ten catches every week. See, I think Atlanta is a more complete team than New Orleans. I, I do. I think they're more complete. They're more complete on the offense side of the ball. I real. I, I mean, who, who? I understand. Everybody says Kamar Ingram, Kamar Ingram, Kamar Ingram. Okay, I get that. Just like you know, Tiki and you know Thunder Lightning. Yeah, Tiki Barber, Brandon Jacobs, Tiki Barber, Brandon Jacobs. I get that, but who's you know? There's a reason why Drew. I think the first time. In, in the last five years, he hasn't touched 5,000 passing yards. Right. Obviously, because he, he didn't have to. New game plan. Okay. But my thing is, if you shut down the run, then it's got to go through the air. And if you are able to shut down the run, which teams have done that this year, he looks like an average quarterback because he doesn't have Brandon Cooks. He doesn't have Marquez Colson. He doesn't have Jimmy Graham. He doesn't have these guys anymore. He now has Josh Hill, who should be out bailing hay. Out in the country oh, they, somewhere. Well, they didn't throw it to Fleener right? either when he was there. Uh, another guy. They weren't using tight ends. Fleener they, they were always in the Fleener three stinks. wide with... Uh, Fleener couldn't do not with Andrew Luck, and he couldn't do not with Drew Brees either. Um, I'm not, right? I don't put it on the receivers. Willie if, Sneed. If, if come Drew, on. Don't give me Willie Sneed. If Drew Brees needs to pass the ball to win the game, he has receivers that are capable enough to throw the ball. Who? Marcus. Michael Thomas, number one. I like I Michael Thomas, but besides that, Brandon Coleman, Brandon Coleman's, Sneed, come I don't on. really care. He, he, I don't care. He misses he, Brandon Cooks. If he, nah, no. I yeah. don't think so. How not? Because they're running the ball. He, it has nothing to but do with But what if you Cooks, stop the, the run? If you stop the run, you need to do something if, else. If you're stopping the run, guess what's going to be open? What? Play action to Kamara out of the backfield. Come on, man! Not all day. Hey, uh, we could we could agree to disagree. We're, we're definitely going to agree. I'm to telling you, I would rather play Atlanta than. I, I respect that. I get it, and I, and I know they have a two headed monster. I just think Atlanta's experience wise, and I, I don't know. I get a gut feeling. My guts well, are usually right. I mean, back to the original point. You know, either of those teams, let's say whichever one makes it, you know, you the Eagles have to show up as a team. It can't. You can't rely on Foles 
to win the no, game no. for you. It's basically Which like you're saying Foles against Breeze or Foles against Ryan. Right. The defense needs to do better. You know what I mean? They can't let guys open. Like, you know, you get to the playoffs. It's up a level. Like you said, you're going against Breeze, Ryan, or Cam Newton. I mean, this isn't some rum-dumb guy that hasn't been there. You're looking no, at, you're right. I mean, how many Super Bowl appearances do they have amongst them? Plenty. You know what I mean? Well, at least one each. And our you know secondary... Our secondary is something to be concerned about right now. Right. So, I mean, defense got to step it up, and I, I still think you got to be more effective running the ball. I mean, it ain't nothing changed in terms of how much they're utilizing Ajay, Clement, Blunt, and all these yeah, different I, things. I, I, and the penalties put you in tough situations. You cannot. The penalties, the penalties. were rough. The, the, the penalties were rough. So, I'm see, I mean, you put in, okay, what's the game plan? Don't get the penalties. You know what I mean? Don't let them. Score. I mean, that has to be the game plan to run the ball. You got to change the mentality because without Wentz, it, it's a different it's a different team. Yeah. You know? I, I, I mean, you, you have to it, adapt right. because you're not going to have Wentz out there going into a shootout with Matt Ryan. Oh, he, or that, that's what I'm saying. He, he can't have man. That. Now he can't I, have. Let me ask you this: If Foles throws for 230 yards and two touchdowns, do the Eagles win? No picks. 230 against who? I don't care. Either one of those teams? Yeah, pick which one you want. Is that I, enough? I don't think it's enough. Because the defense has leaked oil over the last four weeks, and, and I'm not as confident in them as I was six weeks ago. Because right now, their pass rush hasn't been there, which is definitely exposing their, their secondary. Okay, Jalen Mills has been getting burnt. Darby, listen, everyone's talking about Darby. Okay, listen, I'm not a Darby hater. Okay, Darby's a good player. The problem with Darby, though, he's a gambler, right? He's ah, oh, right, one pick, one pick at that. He gets one pick a game. That's great and all, but he got burned three other times on on an up and go, right? Or he got burned on a, a slant across the middle. Okay, that's just what what he does. He's a good player, but he's not a great player. Jalen Mills is an average player. Rasul Douglas, I would say, who I think I was wrong on, and I'm going to admit I was wrong. I was not sold on him coming out of college. And I you know, I, I said that week in and week out. He showed me something. I think the kid's got heart. I think he's got some good skill. He's got size. He's strong. Not afraid to hit. And I think he needs to get more time. Okay, but what happens is no matter who you have in the secondary, if you have no pass rush, it's not gonna matter. Yep. And and, and that's what scares you. So I keep thinking of the scenario, whether it be Drew Brees or whether it be Matty Ice, and I got no pass rush. And they got all day to throw, Daddy. Guess what? That's trouble. That's a lot of trouble because we're not holding our own against that. Yep. Especially because, to your point, with the two-headed monster on both sides, what's going to happen? You're going to bring Malcolm Jenkins up in the box. We're going to leave Rodney McLeod in the back by himself as a lone safety. And he's already shown he can't cover. So... Again, we're going to get toasted that way if we don't do something to rectify the situation. And I'm not sure if we can. I think we just have to hope that we can play hard-nosed football and we get our pass rush back. I think, honestly, that's the biggest thing in this playoffs. No matter who we play, no matter what we do, we need to get our pass rush back. Because I think with the pass rush back, that's going to help out everything I really do. Uh, I mean, and and we'll see. I mean, you know, the fans are going to be out in droves. It's two home games. Hopefully, it's two home games. It's a home game. Anything can happen. The penalties can't happen. The play calling's got to get better. Nick Fall, there's a lot of things that have to happen for us to win this game. It really is. Yep. Yep. 
And, hey, speaking of pressure on the quarterbacks, you see uh, James Harrison with his two sacks. <sighs> you know, yep. that is a typical, two sacks a typical, and a forced fumble. A typical New England move. Okay, I said this. As soon as your boys released Mr. Harrison, I said he's going to New England. I said not only is he going to go to New England, not only is he going to go there, New England's going to want to win the Super Bowl, and James Harrison is going to want to be the MVP because that's the way things work with Bill Belichick. See, and and I have a different vision there. James Harrison is going to come off the edge. The reason why we released him is because he can't play in coverage. He's 39 years old. Exactly. I get and it. And Ben is going to smoke him for a long touchdown to win the game. Yeah, but he's not going to no be in coverage Patriots on that team. Super Bowl. He won't be in coverage on that team. If hey, if he's in and him, we fake the run. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, obviously if you got Deion Lewis coming out of the backfield on James Harrison, that's a mismatch all day long. I get it. I get it. Or Gronk. Okay, if you're going double tight end, I mean, it's just a. Hey, it's just what New England does, though, man. Yeah. How do you deal with that as a Pittsburgh guy, dude? I'd be having nightmares of New England. I really would. Hey. It is what it is, man. You got to go that's, in. That's and you too easy. Their heads in. That's too easy. You know what I mean, well, Steelers did get the sack record though. They got they, they set uh, their franchise sack record this year. Did six, they really? Yeah, six sacks. The against, Steelers. Yep, they had six sacks against uh, against the Browns. Who's their put their total to fifty six? Who's getting all the sacks on that team? Dupree, Cam Hayward, uh, yeah. Cam. I think I think he got twelve. Well, sacks. they play three four still out there, right? Yep, Vince Williams. I think had eight sacks. I mean, it's it's a two. It got a few. He spread the wealth yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know that brings us to uh, because we're in the NFL. We might as well talk a little coaching too. I mean, you know, we're both Mike Tomlin guys, and obviously, but Black Monday, as they call it, the infamous day where all the coaches get fired. Uh, you know, and it seems like, you know, what have you done for me lately kind of league. I, I'm still trying to envision why Jack Del Rio got fired. I still don't understand that. Uh, but, again, we got Oakland, uh, Jack Del Rio gone. Indy, uh, Pagano gone, which is long overdue. Okay, he was on two years of borrowed time with Pagano. Okay, New York Giants, we know the wackadoo story. Okay, we got Arizona, Bruce Arians decided to step away. Bruce Arians, I don't know if you ever heard him talk. He is a very, very charismatic individual. Um, That's my guy. He was. A I, lo- I like Bruce Arians. I really do. And all those offensive guys are nuts. Whether it be Peyton, whether it be Haley, Mike Martz when he was an offensive coordinator, all these offensive minds—they're crazy. They're like, like they say, NFL receivers are divas. These guys are a little crazy when it comes to you know calling a game. But then you also had the Lions. Jim Caldwell just—he just needs to be a coordinator. I'm sorry, he is not a head coach. Okay, he's getting these head coaching jobs. I—I I, I don't know why they—they they, they never last. He always gets fired, and he always wants to be a coordinator again. So I think that's where I'll be. And then we have the infamous Marvin Lewis. Okay, who is—is is he? The, I think he's the longest tenured coach next to Andy Reid in, in the NFL. Uh, no, it used to be Andy Reid. When he was with uh, when he was with the Eagles, I think Andy Reid was. 40. Oh yeah, with the same team. Yeah, so Marvin Lewis, you know, he, he says he's going to step down. I'm really not sure. I mean, another guy's on bar time. But what I was thinking is, have a little fun with this. So you, you look at these teams. So I'll ask you first, John, and I'll give you my answer. So if you were say, what was Doug a um a quality controls guy, which is basically like I make Gatorade and I fold towels. Okay, that's basically what he was doing. If you were offered 
a job. And they said, you could pick any one of these six teams. That's sick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm sorry. One of these seven teams. And you could go to whatever one you want. What would you pick? Well, first off. And what would you look at? Well, I got to see what kind of situation. I mean, each of these teams has, they're in a different situation with different caliber players, different expectations, different market, and truthfully, a difference in quarterbacks or franchise quarterbacks. So, I mean, looking at it, I'll tell you where I would not want to go. I do not want to go to Indianapolis because that team I just can't turn around. Well, it's up to Andrew Luck, and I do not trust multiple shoulder the shoulder injuries that keep you out for over. You know, that's that's concerning. Up on it's very concerning, years. and they still have no offensive line right. out there either. So that's in shambles. You got, uh, you know. Max, all right, at running back. Gore's not getting any younger. I'm a, there's just not much there that I want to hang my hat on. Giants, I want nothing to do with that. When Manning's gone, there's who knows what they're going to – you You need a quarterback. He's on his, He's on the end, so Giants are out. Chicago, Trubisky could be the thing. They got a decent defense. I mean, I would consider it um, not necessarily my choice. Uh, Cincinnati, I'm not going to Cincinnati. They're – they remind me almost of like the the new age Browns. Like no matter yeah. what they do, it, it, it you know doesn't what I mean? matter. It's the culture like changing that team. It's just futile. Yeah, I agree. Arizona, hey, you got David Johnson, but kind of like I said, with in terms of quarterbacks, you don't really have a quarterback that you can count on. I mean, Palmer uh, is he done? Yeah, I mean, he's, gotta I, he's be been done. in the league for so long. He, I mean, they really don't have nothing. So I, I would say number one, I'm looking at what. What teams have a quarterback that I could trust in to lead this team? Because without a leader, a quarterback, you better have eleven guys on defense that are stunning. I you know agree. what I mean? Otherwise, I that's agree. what you need. So that really takes me to Detroit with the highest paid quarterback in Matt Stafford, or Oakland. Oakland was the Cinderella team last year, yeah. and just kind of jacked out real fired. <laughs> what right. year? Right. I still don't understand that. Well. Oh, because they want a Gruden. Yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. If, if you know. Part ownership of the team, by the way, too. I, yeah, wow. I saw that. So you put feelers wow. out. If Gruden's open to something, and you know you could do that after coming off of that type of year. Um, I would probably go Oakland. Wow. That's interesting. I would probably go Oakland. I do believe in David Carr. It is David, right? Or is it the Derek Carr? I Derek Carr. Make it Derek You're thinking Carr. Dave, Mr. Houston, uh, Texas. Hey, I, like I said, Houston's I, finest. I've been doing these fancy leagues too long. <laughs> David Carr, you know what I mean? It, um, but yeah, He's Derek. too. Yeah, Derek Carr. Cooper got to get rid of the drops. I mean, Crabtree's getting up there. And, Crabtree's uh, gone. They said yeah. they're not bringing him back. Oh, and he's getting up there in age. Yeah, anyway. so he's gone. I mean, they, they got some work to do, but I mean, I think I think they got that would be my choice. I think they are the easiest to turn around. Stafford. I mean, Detroit's been muddling in the same waters. Feels like for years. What are they? Seven and nine, eight and eight, nine and seven. Like Jim they're Caldwell. always. They're always Jim Caldwell. Well, right, but very, very. Let, let's, let's look at that, right? And and, and 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 forgive me again. I do, and for for a lot of you people that don't know that, I do a lot of this stuff just ad libbed. Okay, I, you know, I do some research for the show for certain things we're going to talk about, but this is something I don't know. So I'm going to guess here, okay? But I'm going to guess that we've had Jim Caldwell, Jim Schwartz, Marty Morningweg, 
have been the last three coaches of that team. I, I, I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm missing somebody, but I'm pretty sure From Detroit. Yeah, oh, dude, the best coach ever, Jim Bob Cooter. I mean, so well, yeah, but he's not a head coach. He, yeah, he was. He a was head, head coach. coach. Yeah. So my whole thing is, I think it's just a coach out there. And you, you know, you go in Oakland. I'm going Detroit. And I'll tell you why I'm going to Detroit. Because it's exactly what you said. You take these teams and you break it down and you say, what do I need to win ball games? And you need a quarterback. You need a franchise quarterback. Matt Stafford, to me, is a very underrated quarterback. Yes. Okay. He, he is, not, he's not, not, by, not by his pockets. No, not by not his by pockets. <laughs> but he is not talked enough about. He's not. Nope. And, and, and I don't know why. And I think it has to be because it's Detroit. Well, it has and, to be. And they never make noise in the playoffs. They don't. Uh, they been, when was the last time they were in the second round? I mean, Listen, I don't know. I don't know. It's been a long year, time. But they, just, okay. they sure as heck ain't in the NFC Championship maybe game Maybe Wayne Fontenot years. Yeah. Maybe Herman Moore and Scott Mitchell. Yep. Okay. But my whole thing is, you know, one thing that I always respected about Andy Reid and, and, and what I always knew about him. You remember, who was the first guy Andy Reid signed? As a big-time free agent. When Andy Reid took this team over, who was the prize free agent that he brought and he started this team with? Do you remember? No. It was John Runyon. Okay? Uh, he said, we're going to build a team through the trenches. Offensive line, defensive line, that's what wins your games. And if you look at a team like Detroit, who is their top offensive lineman? Riley Reef, maybe? I, I don't even know. And I think that's the problem. I think they're thinking about this all the wrong way. And and one thing I will say, and bring back the Julio Jones effect, is we had Calvin Johnson in Detroit, right? So he was paid very astronomically, just like Julio Jones. So when you pay a receiver that amount of money, it takes away what you can do with the rest of the team. So they have a guy out there in Golden Tate who's phenomenal. Okay, another underrated guy. They've never they haven't had a running game in probably Seven years out there in Detroit. Um, so there's, I think there's a couple things they can do out there. You can bring the right coach in. You sign a couple linemen. You get a running back in here. Uh, you get another receiver. Maybe Allen Robinson. Maybe bring in Crabtree as a veteran guy. I think you could go far with Detroit next year, and uh, that would be my pick definitely. And but Oakland, Oakland's not a bad pick. And I'm really intrigued about Trubisky. I'll tell you what, I was not a Trubisky guy. But I've watched him play. That kid's got some skills. I think there's a reason why they drafted him. Yeah. I really do. And I, I think he's going to be a decent quarterback. Chicago would probably be number three for me. You know, they always pride themselves on a good defense. Yeah. Um, you know, if if he if Trubisky's the guy. You got Jordan you Howard. Got, you got right. Tariq Cohen, right? You know, you, you have guys that you can maybe build around. Uh, who, who's the receiver got hurt this year? Um, uh, Cl- Cameron Meredith. Meredith yeah. Right here's a guy, decent tall guy. You know, this is what you look Kevin at. White. Kevin White, yeah, he's just never paying down. Some guys well, he's been hurt. Paying down. He's, I, what? This was his second year. Yeah, his but you can't stay hurt. healthy, man. Right. Yeah, maybe he'll be in the XFL. I don't know, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, he hate me. But now, nah, seriously, so that's where I would go. So, all right. So, and there are probably going to be a couple more coaches fired. I'm going to guess. I, I, I don't know if uh, Dirk Cotter out there in Tampa Bay is going to last. I don't, you know, I'm not sure. There are playoff teams. Uh, even Mike Malarkey, I don't know if he lasts. Even though Tennessee made the playoffs, I'm not sure if he lasts. Uh, I think there could be a couple more rumblings going on, a couple more moves. But that brings us to the playoffs. Um, you know, 
we, we got to talk a little playoffs. We got to look at matchups. Got to see who John likes, who I like. And you know, this is this is the one most exciting times of the year. NFL playoffs are always exciting, and very rare do you have runaway games. Uh, usually, have games that are pretty tight lipped, uh, decent contests. You maybe you get some snow, especially when you're. Talking about a team like Buffalo, even though they're not playing at home, playing in sunny Jacksonville, California, but you know, or Jacksonville, Florida, right? I'm sorry, it's in California, but um, it's going to be interesting. So I think we should go each game real fast, and, and I'll tell you who I have. I'll tell you maybe who you have, but again, we talked about Tennessee Titans, how they really backdoored into that into the playoffs. I'm not sure, but I think this game, Tennessee at Kansas City, is very interesting because Kansas City is actually coming in flat. Tennessee's actually coming in flat. So it's who's going to actually show up? I'm just going to go with the home team. I'm going Kansas City. I'm going to go with Andy Reid to be able to outcoach Mike Malarkey. And I haven't seen enough from Marcus Mariota to show me that even though I haven't seen enough from Alex Smith either, but Mariota that he can actually take this team to the next step. So I'm going to go Kansas City. Yeah, I'm sticking with Kansas City as well. They're playing at home. I just Truthfully, I just think they're a better overall team. I yeah. mean, I, I don't think either of them. The defense really is definitely better. Def, defense is definitely and, better. And I don't really think either. I mean, I, I'd say Kansas City has a better shot at pulling out some wins going deeper into the playoffs than Tennessee would. Yeah, uh, I'll give you that. I, I mean, Kansas City, I mean, they do have Hunt. Alex Smith is more than capable. I'm not saying that. Tyreek Hill, well, Travis was, Kelsey. Once again, like Mariota last year, I, Alex Smith was playing above his head. I mean, the, the whole first part of the year. You know what I mean? Everything, first four games, everything was. But what is Alex Smith? Who you have as your coach? He's a system quarterback, right. bro. He's yep. a system quarterback. Right. That's what Alex Smith right. is. So I, I just think that that's a better uh, a better all-around team. No, I, I agree. I, I agree. I, I don't think there's anything that really shows Tennessee can actually fight real hard in that game. But you never know. It's a playoffs. Brings us to the Falcons and the Rams. I think this is a very intriguing matchup. So you have Atlanta travels to the Rams, home field. You know, you have McVay out there. Is it, is it 30, 30? Somebody say he's 32? I mean, this guy is Unbelievable. I mean, yep. it, you know, it's going to be every coach that starts now is going to look like for the new McDreamy, the new guy, you know, plug Grey's Anatomy reference there. Yeah, I do watch bit shows every now and then. But um, McVeigh's done a great job out there. They've been putting up 30, 35, 40 points a game. I'm actually going to go with the upset. I'm going to go Falcons walk in to, to, to the Rams and they take them. And that's why I think we're going to be playing the Falcons. But that's why I pick. I think Matt Ryan, he he rekindled some of that Super Bowl magic. Him, Freeman, Julio Jones, I think they win. And, and I'm sticking with it. That That's my pick. All right. So uh, <laughs> I'll look at two things in this game. The running game. And I'm giving the check mark to the Rams. Because of Gurley. MVP. And I get it. Second point is defense. And I think the Rams have a far better defense. Don't than sleep. Don't sleep. Uh, Aaron Donald. Don't sleep on Claiborne, Aaron, Deion Aaron Jones. Donald's Don't gonna, sleep on these guys. Aaron Donald's gonna have uh, have Matty Ice on his back. So I'm go. I'm going the Rams. Those are my two factors. Okay. Run, running game and defense. Well, There's nothing wrong with that. And if they want to go into a shootout, Goff's more than capable. 
Yeah, I, I think it'll be closer than people think. I really do. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll go either way. I just think it's going to be a lot closer. I think that people think the Rams are going to blow out the Falcons and the Falcons are going to lay down. I don't see that at all. So it should be very interesting. It brings us to the Bills at the Jaguars, which is a very interesting game. Obviously, the Bills had a little help getting into the playoffs. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen that video going around social media, it, it's fantastic. It really is. Shows you the locker room. Shows you the guys watching the play, you know, with Cincinnati, scoring that touchdown against against the Ravens, excelling them in the playoffs. It was a really, really nice thing to see. Jacksonville's been playing out of their mind. They really have. And I think we talked about it on this show. I know I talked about it on PhillyInfluencer.com and on PI Live, and we said, listen, if I had one team that I was afraid of in the playoffs, I think it's Jacksonville. They are really playing, and I don't think they're playing above their heads. I think they're finally playing at the level we all knew that they had. Doug Marone's done a fantastic job out there. He really has. So I really think we're playing at a really good level, and I think the Bills happy to get to the playoffs. I still am not a Tyrod Taylor guy. I still don't think that they're going to excel under Tyrod Taylor. So I think it's Jacksonville all day. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on the uh, on Jacksonville. I mean, they're. They're a pretty complete team. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like this is uh, this is the week of Jekyll and Hyde with quarterbacks and me. I don't believe in portals. <laughs> I, I can I see mean, that. These are, these He's up guys. and down. I can see Alex it. Smith, these are guys that I can see it. You know, they're right. They're starting quarterbacks, but they're nothing special. You know, I, they I, can't I can definitely say. I mean, Bortles is on a hot streak. Yeah, I mean, he, he can do it. The running game's there. Defense, I mean, them, them corners they have out there, they will shut down a passing game. Um, yeah, they're, they're really good. I, I'm going Jacksonville. I, I think I would like to see it be, well, I don't know. I, as a Steeler fan, I'm, I'm already looking to uh, who could take down New England. <laughs> You're already so looking at New England. So, so, yeah, so it doesn't so really we matter, have right? To go there and every scenario doesn't look too good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that, yeah, because, that, I mean, if the Bills win the game. Taking down then, the big beast, man, that's, that, that's a tough task. Yeah, and I guess. Uh, McCoy still has a chance to play, right? Yes. It looks like that. That's I'm a betting guy. I'm going to say he plays. If I'm a bet man, I'm going to say he plays. Uh, you, do, well, you never know. If, if it's up to hey, if it's a high ankle, I don't know what. A high ankle sprain is tough. A high ankle sprain one week out. As much as he wants to, hey, guess what? If you can't even put weight if on he, it, yeah, and, like, and he, I mean, there is. And we know point. what kind of player he is. Though. He's right. a shifty guy. He likes to cut. Yeah. Like, so he's not going to be able to do right. that. Right. So makes well, it one dimensional. We'll so, but if he's if he's out, say good night. No, I mean, no doubt. Uh, that's the only shot they have. Right. So I, I tell Benjamin, that. I'm not. You know, no. You no. need a quarterback to throw. That's all. I'm not a Taylor guy. And, and you <laughs> need Benjamin to run faster than a four nine. Four <laughs> he needs to lose a little weight before that happens. But that's besides the point. Maybe comes into shape next training camp. Who knows? But that brings us to I think the marquee matchup of the weekend, and I think everybody's gonna have their eyes on. Is Carolina at New Orleans? I think this is this is going to be a fantastic game. Uh, you know, I don't think Ron Rivera gets enough credit out in Carolina, and I think uh, him going up against Sean Payton. You know, you have a defensive minded coach against Sean Payton, who's an offensive guru. Okay, you got Drew Brees versus Cam Newton. There's a lot of storylines that can play in this game. Uh, you have Christian McCaffrey against Alvin Kamara, two different, very unique style runners. Uh, obviously, more more pass catching ability with McCaffrey. I think this game can go either way. I really do. The only thing I think is in New Orleans's favor is the maturity of Cam Newton. 
Uh, when Cam Newton decides to get, you know, when he gets blitzed, when he gets hit, when he gets rattled, he tends to give up. And I really think that's going to be a difference in this game. Uh, I, I have New Orleans winning this probably. I'm going to say by by ten points. I mean, I'm I'm not going to go all chalk this week. Um, I do believe New Orleans has a better team. Um, Carolina, they you know what did Cam do this past week? Not not much. It wasn't a it wasn't no. a game that no it wasn't a match. Playoffs. It wasn't a Superman game. But I do believe New Orleans beat Carolina twice in the regular season. And it's pretty difficult. Hard to beat three to times. Beat You're right. Three times. You're so right. I like Carolina that. knows what they need to fix. Cam Newton knows that he needs to play better. I think the talk on town is New Orleans. They're they should dominate, and I'm taking Carolina. I like even it. though I like it. I think New Orleans is probably one of the most complete teams. Um. I'm going Carolina in the upset. I like it. I like it. That and and again, that's going to have a heavy, uh, you know, it could it, be interesting if my pick of Atlanta wins and John's pick of Carolina wins because that means we play the Falcons, who I'm very scared of in a playoff. So it's going to be interesting. That you know, we got one last segment to close out. I mean, this is always fun and we always run late, you know, which is great. That just means we're having a good time. You know, we decide we're going to pick a little fancy squad going into the playoffs. We're going to do it week to week. We're not going to do it for the entire playoffs. Okay, it's going to be a little quick system. One quarterback, one running back, two receivers, a tight end. I'm going to blow through this pretty quickly, and then we'll elaborate on it uh, next week on a heat ratio. So I'm going to go, my quarterback's going to be Blake Bortles. My running back's going to be Kareem Hunt. My receiver's going to be Cooper Cup and Michael Thomas. And my tight end's going to be Travis Kelsey. Who are you looking at, John? Well, I'm looking at uh, Drew Brees. Of course, Todd Gurley. Uh, you can't deny. I, 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 I know. I hear you. I'm just, you know, hey, can't pick all the stuff. You, you talked up Julio, and you're going uh, with Cooper. Yes, Cup. I'm going Cooper Cup. I'm going with Julio, but I'm pairing him with Thomas. I got the breeze to Thomas oh, connection. I like it. Kelsey is the smart play. He is. He got Mercedes su- Lewis to support my upset pick. I'm going with Greg Olson. Greg, as long as his foot's okay. Playoff game. Okay, I'm just saying. I like Greg Olson. He's a stud. He really is. I like Greg Olson. So, uh, hey, if he's out, I'll do a last minute replacement with Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, I say yeah. You'll throw that one in there. And again, you know, you're listening out here. You get in before the game. Hit us up on Twitter. Seriously, um, at the Heat Ratio. You hit myself up at Ticatillo23, and you hit John up at PGH John36. I have to look at that every single time. I'm gonna get that by like maybe week 15. But uh, let us know what you think. Let us know who you pick. Uh, you Put know, up your picks. Try to beat us. Yeah, see, see, you know, I'm, I always beat John, but maybe, maybe somebody can beat me. We'll see. <laughs> Not with a Blake Bortles pick, dude. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. You never know. Don't, don't count out Double B. That's all I'm saying. Don't count him out. You never know. The Bills stink. Okay, so guess what? BB could be thrown all, all over him. He really could. But again, you know, we're gonna start winding this down again. Again, man. We every time I look at this clock, I'm like. Wow, we, 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 you know, we had a couple more segments we're going to get through. That's okay. That's what it's all about. We can, you know, we can debate on Twitter. We can debate through email, whatever whatever it is. But just real fast, I appreciate everybody out there following us. This is a new venture for both of us. Um, really enjoying our time. I think it's going really well. This is only episode three of hundreds that we plan to do in the future. Uh, again, every Wednesday, live, 12 to 1 wildfireradio.com you can catch us at the heat ratio on twitter at tkatillo23 
at PGHTown36. And for me, I'm signing off for my co-host, John. Take care, guys. And have a great week. And get at us in the threads. We'll see you soon.